In the world of organ transplants, having enough donors have always been a problem. But gene-modified pigs could help solve that problem. To keep a pig heart healthy and viable for transplant for as long as possible, they're pumping a few drugs through it. Mainly cortisol, adrenaline and cocaine. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm perfectly normal today. And I'm red. And a little bit tired. And I'm Jan. I'm super tired. Yeah. And I'm also here. I'm Soph. Yeah. Hey. hey Soph. Thank you very much for joining us, Soph. Yes. No, thank thanks you. for having me on, guys. How 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 are you doing? I mean, apart from painting awesome things very slowly. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, but yeah, get in there. I think uh, I don't know what day it is. What day is it? I think it's I been no Wednesday idea. all day. I think okay. Yeah. Are you sure that? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, the, the kids in the in the schools are just have so much energy and I think they just take it all from me. Um I love it. I love every minute of it, but then I come home and I'm just yeah, ready to crash really. So um yeah, we got that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 sort of I guess see you sort of start to nod off in the corner. Yeah, you'll, you'll, if the podcast gets waffling, notice that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> good point of that. Hmm. So, how about you two? Yeah, you should you should start. Yeah, I because Red is still just standing. I, I should walls. start, but I didn't have a business trip this week. Oh, it's because of the new background. I thought I'd yeah. just switch it up. No, I'm uh, working on my newest project, and. Um, uh, yeah, I already told you guys about it that I'm going to get a, a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, I'm making a mobile podcast center, but just really, it's basically a business case to just open up, open a laptop and be ready to go with a decent mic and everything else. And um, I started <laughs> cluing it up shortly because of the podcast. I wanted to use it tonight, so I did, but the glue is still let glue dry. So that that's still going on. And it's also giving off fumes in my little workshop. So I'm having the time of my life right now. <laughs> Just remember, don't walk towards the light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, or, or, which one you mean? Because this is also my filming studio. Um, I mean, the Patreon is going to see it. I have my oh, little setup cool. here. Yeah, you got all fancy on us. Oh, yeah. That is so cool. That is actually insane. Um what I'm showing right now is basically a boom arm from a uh, surgical light. Yeah, that's I, the one, you mentioned that on one of the first exactly, episodes, I think. Yeah. So I shot that cheap over eBay and it's been cutting down on my filming time so much. It feels so good because you just put it in position. You can actually move fluently with it. So no holding the camera, no shakiness, nothing. I'm going to eat my words as soon as I release the next video because I think I messed up a couple of times by hitting it accidentally with my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. No, so, so yeah, I've been doing pretty well. It feels good being back in the workshop. Um, good filming a project again and yeah that's been, been basically it other than that um like i'm saying every week i've been working in my garden and i'm also i made some pictures i made some before pictures not just after pictures so, <laughs> so i'm also gonna release those on inside one point just to let people know that like what my garden actually looks like Cool. Yeah. You mean got, to prove that you actually have a garden and just don't that to run prove off that I actually have a garden, somewhere. and because yeah. I actually got yelled at um, by Kiel for like, oh my god, that's not a garden. <laughs> 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 
like that's a new context. You should probably show that more. So yeah, okay, gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, please do. So um, how about you guys, Raz? Oh, Raz. Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, you were talking about infringement and other stuff today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I have spent like a lot of hours since the last time we recorded the podcast trying to figure out stuff that I don't know anything about. Mainly actual engineering and scale, making sure that this thing I'm going to build can sustain the weight it's going to take. Uh, because I got a ridiculous phone call, sort of a WhatsApp message from a guy in Scotland who was in deep shit without a paddle, so to speak. Uh, long story short, there's a cable uh, cable drum for an umbilical for some submergible, uh, submer- one of those underwater robot kind of things that's in Oslo that should be on an airplane to Singapore. But the drum, it's the cable drum it's on is too big to fit on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Oh. And apparently, I'm the only one who didn't think the messages they sent on WhatsApp was too shady. So I answered, and <laughs> <laughs> now I need to figure out all the things I don't know. Uh, I, so I've, I've been a lot of phone calls to old scout leaders of mine, uh, both lawyers and engineers, to sort of make sure, like, am I doing things right? Like, how can I not get screwed over by accidentally ruining? A piece of equipment or just a, uh, a cable that's worth 230,000 euros. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot uh, of money. <laughs> yeah. So I called my insurance company. Uh, <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so ho- hopefully by the time next week, uh, the whole job will be done and I will be filthy rich. So Worst I'm... case, next week, uh, <laughs> I will be dead because someone killed me <laughs> to get the money back. <laughs> So what else did that Scottish prince um, mention? <laughs> well, they did talk about whiskey, but I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> it's what, what's the job? You have you have to make a new drum for the cable, right? No. Uh, so the diameter of the, the the cable drum now is 275 centimeters. The max limit on the airplane is 245. Okay. So I need to take off 30 and some change centimeters off the top and bottom of a circular thing uh-huh. and then make sure that it can still be lifted by a forklift okay. or a skid steer or something ridiculous like, like it uh, and not roll away and not sink through the floor of the yes. airplane and things like yeah. that because it also weighs 18 tons. But it's just for transport, okay. right? It doesn't have to spin where it's... it's uh, uh, it does, raised. but there's a team in Singapore who will take care of that part. Okay. I just need to not destroy it and make sure you can get on the airplane. Okay, cool. So no pressure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm no, no, no pressure at all. I have the lowest resting heartbeat I have ever had. <laughs> yeah. And you also and made uh, you also made a shopping list in your head. What you're gonna buy from that money? <laughs> well, no, there's no list. It's just Andal. <laughs> and this and food. Yeah, and that that's it. And it's yeah, good. Pretty much. And I well, I have been thinking of maybe I should. Upgrade my really old desktop at some point. Uh, also, like try to get a computer that doesn't sound like a jet engine. Uh, my friends from the land parties will know what I'm talking about, and they will very much appreciate that. They are not waking up when I start my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a, that's a different conversation. How about you, Red? Is it still a part? Wait, of wait, wait! Something else happened in your week. Did it? You you turned up. To be 30 now. You're an adult. Happy birthday. 
I was yeah. skipping Fuck it, you. but okay. <laughs> I got the, I made a promise. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear ass. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I made a promise to mention it during the podcast because oh. someone, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say his name. We're going to call him the spy send us pictures of you yes. with nice little hats and and crowns yeah. and during a birthday party so <laughs> i i had i had to mention it so I'm yes yeah I, I made a similar um promise to release them over the next couple of weeks one by one <laughs> <laughs> including the birthday card I got from my brothers with like you're my favorite princess on it <laughs> no we didn't know about that one but thanks for mentioning yeah it. <laughs> thanks for mentioning it oh, uh, there's, there's, there's gonna be like in the story there's gonna be some space to fill that on in <laughs> yeah you just walked into that Raz to be fair <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even drunk as an excuse that's the worst of it <laughs> can we move on now <laughs> yeah yeah so my week uh, pretty nothing almost nothing to say just that the kiddo got COVID. Uh, he was not very well. Well, we, we had an email from school last week on Monday or Tuesday. So um, he was um, in the same room as a kid that tested positive. So we had to test him. And of course, he was positive. So he had to stay at home for the whole week. And we just tested him again today to just see if he was able to go back to school tomorrow. And he's not. He's still positive. So he's going to stay here. He's not too mad about it because he just had two days of fever. And after that, he was completely fine. Um, So he's been resting a lot and playing video games a lot which is the, like the perfect life for him <laughs> so that's great and uh, has, has he beaten frostpunk yet not yet but he's he's <laughs> beat portal one and portal two in one day Ooh. Amazing. oh wow that's good that that so, is really amazing yeah I, I will have to find something else to keep him entertained and occupied and he now I'm knows busy. the cake is a lie Absolutely. He knows that he's lying now. Um, so yeah, uh, wife and I are, are tested negative. So that's, that's also great, uh, because we can keep on working on the apartment for wife, uh, going to work and, and me, uh, finishing my client work, uh, working on the apartment. I'm, almost done with the smoothing coating on the walls. I just have to finish my workshop and then a lot of sanding, painting as usual. I told about that um, in the previous episode. So I need to get back to it. And also by the time that this episode uh, airs, uh, I will have released a new video, which is uh, probably my last uh, laser engraver uh, test review, whatever you can call it um, because they sent me a new one which is actually pretty cool because it has a touch screen and an offline feature so you can just put the laser engraver anywhere outside if you want Um, put an SD card in it and just burn whatever you want to burn so that's great I really like that Um, so does it also have an arsenic mode 
Uh, hold on, I, I didn't get that because because yes, Jan was just pouring some more cider you know, very loudly. So you're high and you're getting drunk. Well, I said already, like I'm working on it. So what did you say, Raz? No. So does the laser engraver have an arsony mode? What's an arsony? Like fire starting. Uh, I guess you can. Yeah, it it has a. It, you can you can do pretty much whatever you want to. It you can start a fire. You can. I mean, if you stick it on someone's it. building and then remote control it. I'm I'm, I'm sure just thinking can, possibilities here. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have a, a long power supply cable, you can do a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about sticking it <laughs> onto you a ceiling. Your insurance or. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I was actually st- st- uh, thinking about st- sticking it uh, onto the ceiling of the shop to engrave the the ceiling. As you, you remember, what what uh, Andy uh, Berkey did in his workshop, like painting um, yeah. the ceiling and also using the shippoko upside down by just engraving uh, by hand some some ceiling. Uh, and I, I was wondering if it's if it was possible to do that with a laser. And I, I think it is. So I might yeah. try that at some point. Join join uh, Red at his newest episode by the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was my week. Uh, COVID oh, video games work and and video editing most of it was was video editing so yeah nice uh, I, I, to bring it back to so our excellent guest today and yeah. this like you, you didn't talk much about what you've been doing recently but we all know you tried to start a business just as pandemic hit yeah which is, in the book of good timing is like very high up there <laughs> Excellent timing. Yeah. Really. Um, Yeah, I I did. I tried because obviously I do um, care work. So, and and then like the school work. And I managed to do, to get a job as being a tutor in a couple of local schools. I'm employed through the council. Mm. And I started doing that January 2020. So I managed to do four or five weeks. And then there were whispers that covid might actually be a problem and then it obviously was a bit was a big problem yeah. and um everything just got shut down so I, I was paid for those couple of weeks and then um couldn't go back and, and finish it or do anything really so it was kind of that moment that i said right i'll have to go all in on trying to sell my paintings and and get a bit of an income coming in through through those and um yeah, it's been a slow start. Like I think I've they say you you give yourself five ish years to to kind of find your niche and, and work things out a little bit, and then yeah. if it's not working after five years, then you just you, you have to make a another decision and and see and reassess or just it's weird times really. So I don't think you can really judge because it's not a normal world at the moment. So no, no. It's uh, it's just a yeah an ongoing thing. But the school started back last September. So I have managed to get a bit of a routine back with those and a bit of income. And I feel like now I've got that money coming in from from doing the tutoring, I can focus on my paintings a bit more and do more of the stuff that I want to do rather than just taking on commissions for the sake of it. Even though I love them and I'm very grateful for them, um, it's not kind of my style or 
stuff that I would naturally want to do. Um, but yeah, hopefully now over the next few weeks, Easter's coming up and um, I Can won't I have the schools. They look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do love them. It's just very different. I want to like explore sort of like the 3D element of painting, very much like the up piece I did. So explore that a little bit more and bring in my university degree of doing stop motion model making and diorama making and miniatures into the paintings and kind of bring them to life a little bit. And wait, wait, oh, Sorry, you, you also had just, the, the, you helped out on a movie that came out recently. Yeah, so after university, I was looking for jobs and in, in Wales, as you guys will know, there's not much here apart from sheep. And, and castles. Yeah, and uh, lots Andy of castles. talks a lot about your castles. Yeah, lovely castles. <laughs> and cakes. Um, yeah, and I wish I could, I, I could go away from the stereotype of sheep, but genuinely every day I, I wake up and I have to move the sheep away from my car. <laughs> <laughs> so <I can> get <laughs> out. <laughs> so it is oh, a very much is a very real thing. Don't do that while I'm drinking. <laughs> I do. I should set the camera up and actually record me doing it because some of the sheep they just won't move. And I'm like, you're gonna have to ask at some point and, and ring work and say I can't get out because there are sheep in the way. That, that <laughs> could fill a that could fill a They won't believe me, but I'll I mean, try. Just, just call it today in Wales and you just have sheep problems all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, please um, film it and post it on TikTok. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> and if you run over the years, it's like those are 20 sheep on my front yard and this is hair dye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know where the sheep came from then. Oh yeah, there's nothing in Wales. So um, <laughs> yeah, I was looking around, but they they managed to set up a, a, a studio in Bristol to do stop motion animation, and it was quite local to me. It's only about half an hour, so I thought, oh, brilliant! So there was an opening for a junior model maker, and I managed to interview. And they got to the interview, and they were like, "The job is yours if you want it. We're not interested in seeing anybody else." So I thought, that's brilliant, nice. and. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of a, a mixture of feelings because it was they were coming up to the end of production and they really needed someone who knew exactly what they were doing and could be really proactive. But my university degree, even though I enjoyed it, they weren't really they were all about um you learn as soon as you're in industry, so don't worry about things now. And I'm like, oh, mm. I should be learning something in uni, surely like yeah. something should be going on and um <laughs> Obviously, then when I got into university they, and the, the job, they, they kind of said, you don't know enough. So we need to get someone else in just to finish up like the, the, the end bit of the film, basically. So, yeah, it was a bit of a, a mixture of things because I think I, I, looking back at it, it was that moment that kind of changed everything for me then because I, I could see that I wasn't supposed to be in that that place. So there was a... Yeah. There was just, you know, fakes and, and sliding doors and, and all of these different things. Um, but I do want to bring back some of the model making. And I still talk to the people on the film and there's talks of them doing a, a sequel and stuff. And yeah, there's, there are possibilities for there to be something more there. But um, it was just not right place, right time for me at, the, at that point. But um, yeah, we'll see. 
if if nothing else, it's it's like opportunity to meet other people and realize exactly. either yeah. now you know a lot more or now you know this might not be your thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, perspective. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you know, going out of your comfort zone, and it very much was that because I knew that job was coming towards the end of filming, so I knew it was going to be a mad rush because it's it's, a, it's an independent film, so it's like there lots of money at risk and 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 stuff they needed to get it right first time. So um, yeah, this it was just a bit like well, you know, some things you go out of your comfort zone and you think well that's obviously not for me this is this has not worked the thought the way i thought it was going to so but it's given me an idea to maybe try this or do something different mm-hmm. and now uh-huh. you paint awesome things yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully like that is well I, I, i'm still really impressed by the, uh, the gallifrey you did a while back Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of um, people ask about Doctor Who things, and I need to do more. And and that's kind of the thing I, I yes. do want to do. I, I love my films. <laughs> you, you got a lot of uh, Whovians here, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of Doctor Who stuff, Assassin's Creed. I'm a big Marvel fan. Yes, so, nice. yes. Um, <laughs> all of yes to all of that. <laughs> what yeah. Red is trying to say, he needs someone to paint his living room soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm up for it. I'm up for it. <laughs> I have I have three rooms just waiting to be painted. So if you want to come over and, okay. and do your magic on the walls, yeah. I, I, yeah, please. I suppose it's a very different style of painting, unless you want a sunset on a whole of one wall. I I I would pay you to paint Gallifrey on, on the wall of my workshop, no problem. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so one of the things I I saw because um, to be actually honest, like um, I think don't think we were you at Maker Central two nineteen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you, you were we. Both. <laughs> She was yeah. at the bar drinking wine. I was drinking cider. You were only drinking Coke, so don't lie. Um, I no, because because I, did, I, I don't I remember won. having the chance uh, meeting you. So um, one of the things, because I've been just going through your backlog. When Red mentioned you're going to be a guest, I'm like, okay, that is completely unexpected because I don't know you. <laughs> All of the other ones, <laughs> yeah. I basically, I, I know the other people. It's just like, I'm kind of new, so I need to basically um, up the but, game a so, little bit and watch it. So, so do the thing. Uh, you're Make It Soph on Instagram? Make It Soph, yes. So if people actually listening and don't know you, that's where to find you. Yeah, is Make It, it underscore Soph. Right. Yes, yeah. and also Good. check it out on YouTube because there's an absolutely amazing backlog on stuff. So yeah. f- first of all, I did, 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 one of the first videos I came over to were, uh, was where you made the Dalek, which I was just yeah. like absolutely like this is freaking amazing. <laughs> out of this stuff, like yeah, here's a Nutella glass. Yep, that's gonna be a Dalek. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this. I would I would love to do more of that because I did in all fairness I did drop off the grid like the past two years really just going through some stuff and I wasn't as active in in the community as I would have liked to and you know you just have that thing that like I say to Red all the time that you think you've messaged someone and checked in on them and then you look back and it's like four months ago and I'm like oh shit like i've, I've got to yeah. you know actually talk to people but mm-hmm. it's just it was just such a weird time yeah but, but um, i stopped doing the youtube things but i think if i did when i do i don't know if i do go back on to 
YouTube. It's more of the the junk building and the the 3D aspect of stuff and some painting, 10 lapses maybe. And yeah, that, because also that up painting was also amazing. Absolutely. But that's I, what... I think you really have a knack for taking unusual things and making them into art yes. and, and, and in unexpected ways as well. That's yeah, yeah that's what, uh, what I was trying to say. Also, um, looking at the art style you have, even when painting, it's just a really, it is detail like it's special. I, I haven't seen anything similar, which I really, really enjoyed um, watching it. Like the way you paint and the way you pick out certain details, especially when um, I saw on Instagram, the um, I think it was a commission, the Hogwarts thing you did yeah. with the Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely loved it because it's that mix between reality and also those little bit like fantasy aspects that you put in there. It just, it really looks well. Yeah. And that's what brought me to the thing because I didn't see that on your YouTube. Did you ever do any miniature painting? Um, I've done a few like miniature, like the sunsets, and, and they're only like twelve centimeters by sixteen centimeters. I think they, okay. and some a few a bit smaller. But than we're, like, talk uh, we're talking about two D paintings, right? Not yeah. not the miniature like plastic miniature war oh, game miniature, wa not not just Warhammer, but just three D printed fantasy figures, D and D, anything else. Like, that that's kind of a, more of the thing I want to go down because there's this kind of that thing between stop motion animation you obviously work on Th one yeah one one eighth scale mm -hmm. so i've made like a lot of the miniature stuff for chuck steel so it was a lot of the the guns the props um a couple of the scenes i watched i could see all of the mugs and everything that i had made in the background nice. and and all of that sort of stuff so i do, I do want to do a bit more of that and and just bring the paint it like it's a bit of an exclusive because i've tried to talk about this mm -hmm. but it just never makes sense because i can't speak properly anyway i'm welsh but um <laughs> but yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of a cross between miniatures and painting so if you've got like a painting of say the genie from aladdin and that'll that'll be on the painting and i'll paint that as a 2d piece yeah. but then outside the piece there'll be like the lamp from mm -hmm. the genie and i will make that as a model out of resin or milliput or anything like that and then oh, you put the two together and it would show like the, the genie coming out but actually still staying in the painting yeah that? No, no if you ever yeah, need anything no. printed yes thank you <laughs> uh, i guess i guess what you're trying to do is make a prop from the painting and make it seem like the painting is coming out into the real world yes so art escapes is my kind of heading that's the term for it. That's the that's my own thing that I'm ah, trying. Okay, okay. For my new niche. Yeah. That's great. And and you were very successful with that, with the um painting from up that you made with the house and all the balloons. And it blew yeah, up so in the in the internet, right? It went yeah, viral. Very much the same sort of thing. So that was kind of the start. That was the first idea that I had. And it did really well i had the yeah. good morning how, how many thing. morning news channels were you on yeah like two three <laughs> wow. crazy but yeah. um i feel like i kind of peaked now so that was the first one i did and i got that kind of reaction so anything that follows it will be a bit like oh okay no like, that was just the beginning you, yeah i agree you'll that, that that's just a, that's so, just yeah. the first notion of something think mm. positive yes
yeah definitely but um yeah that was that was crazy um I was not expecting that because it's always the ideas that you don't really plan because I didn't really have a plan I just had as I do I had those styrofoam balls I had an egg-shaped foam thing in my workshop and I thought let's just put that together and see what happens and it it worked so yeah it's really a, a reminder to me to maybe not overthink things too much because I know I'm guilty of it and I'll talk myself out of some projects where they could actually work and they could actually be really cool but then overthinking brain will just make all of the problems that aren't there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think any of our brains are actually our friend. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Sorry. I still find it really brave of you to go down this road and take it so seriously as it seems like you do. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... It seems like no one sort of lives off of being an artist. No, and I I don't really. <laughs> like I still live at home at the moment, so I'm I'm lucky that I'm not being kicked out yet. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just I don't want to do anything else really, and I think that's just I've kind of got to go for it because I know that I can do a lot of different things, like with the tutoring and, and bringing in that a little bit more. It's kind of the multiple branches of what I want to do because I love working with kids. I love seeing their um, imaginations come to life and and just being there and actually trying to help them a little bit on their journey um, but then trying to sell my own work and trying to fund like and pay the bills selling my own work that's the thing I'm a bit iffy on because you've got to get over all of these hurdles like imposter syndrome and just mm-hmm. thinking that you are good enough to do it and you know time management as well is one of my big things I'll say yeah this painting will take a week and then eight months later it's still here um yeah, I think it's also part part of the, the creative the process of an artist like take take more time that um, you have planned initially uh, is not always a bad thing because if you just rush a project and it happened to me many times like trying to make it in one week uh, I ended up making something that I was not happy about but sometimes just letting a a project to rest uh, for a little bit, it can be days, weeks, or even months. You can just bring something fresh to the project and, and make it even better than it was supposed to be uh, on the first try. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the thing is, um, if you are taking commission, obviously you have a deadline to, to uh, stick to. Uh, but when we are cre- you are creating something like, pure art for you and you're selling it afterwards it can take months it's, I, I don't see that as a problem uh, unless it's one for you but I don't see that as a problem because it just gives more value to the painting because it's a yeah. it can be a difficult process just creation can be can can be painful and people who don't create can't really understand that <clears throat> but 
um, especially with painting when it's it's your idea and you have to develop it and you have to stick to it can change I mean the, the idea the, having an idea is just a spark and the whole process is is something I, 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 I don't know it's plants growing or something I, I don't have a smart uh, uh, image or comparison for it but it's it, it, like a good wine like let's say <laughs> it, it made sure and and talk My about wine and, and, and <laughs> yeah sorry, sorry um, about that um <laughs> no, that's okay no uh, short explanation i'm living next to the stairs going up to the castle in estingen and we sometimes have drunk people going by and i can hear him out of my workshop and they were oh. just throwing bottles down the stairs so um yeah i went just went out started yelling at them and then just put away the um shards the glass shards well so you didn't hear way. anything so yeah. now you made it a thing <laughs> no, we didn't okay. hear the bottles or anything so you just made it a thing now it's all your fault <laughs> That's okay, he's blaming you for something that doesn't happen. Yeah, right, yeah, like, right. Something didn't fuck with me right now because there were people throwing down glass bottles on my stairway, so... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Back to whatever we were talking about, sorry about that. We were talking about wine, so it, it, it was it was funny that you just popped back. Uh, <laughs> I just made my own cider, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm good about talking wine. <laughs> No, I, I so you you know stuff that I really really like your all your your projects. Uh, I have a couple of them at home, which it means a lot to me because stuff. If you guys don't know, was the first first person in the makers community and even outside of the maker community because I didn't know uh, anyone that much um, at the time she sent me um, a piece I, I, I don't know how, how to call it because it's not a painting but it's a, one of, of soft piece it's a creation it's an Assassin's Creed logo made out of uh, different stuff um, and it's just just awesome and it's in, in my shop here it's next to me and, and, and I really like it plus she made me uh, a few pops of myself and my wife which super awesome and it's our in our bedroom so i really really like um, your process what you are creating all your paintings all your idea who you are and i have to talk about that because i'm a teacher i've been for a long long time so i have one or two questions about your process as a teacher now like you are you are working in schools and you are helping children to um learn about um the creative process how to create something how to make something and um my first question is um not how you got to it but what's what was the the, the your impression your feeling at the end of the first day that that you did that um this is exactly what i want to be doing full yeah. stop Nice. That, that was that was it um and it's been, it's been a strange journey there i think it, it did come from youtube where i was putting videos out and there was a little girl in canada i think i think she was in canada but she's moved into the uk now and she saw one of my miniature making chocolates or donuts 
and she copied them and her dad I was friends with on Instagram and he sent me the picture and said um she's just made and copied your video and I hope you want to see it and I was just totally blown away was not expecting that at all but I just loved the feeling I got when I read that message and I thought Mm. we really don't know what effect we're having on other people when we just put something out creative like the creatively mm-hmm. and it just yeah it blew me away and I was like I need to do more of this and that's where mini makers was born and I just wanted to to share and make social media kind of a a fun place for kids to be because I know it's it's you know a bit thing and there's lots of mm-hmm. bullying but I just wanted to to bring like a positive place that kids could put out their creations and and me to kind of showcase it and push it out and it's just something for the parents to go like look this page has, has shown your your work to to all of these people and all of these people have liked it yeah. and then that's just the hope that that they take that and think I'm gonna make something else like and do something else and and that was just yeah amazing that was the driving force behind that and then um it's very different because a lot of people say I'd be a brilliant art teacher and I I know a lot of the art um, classes here, like in schools here, they are really restricted to curriculums and grades and stuff like that. And I want to move away from that because yeah. I want to give them a bit more of what they can can do and what they can see and, diff- and all of the different things then under the creative art design making umbrella mm-hmm. that's not maybe just one little section that they get to do in schools and classes and yeah so that that was that was the main thing that came from that you, you, uh, i ask uh, the question because um you are, the answer that you gave is exactly what i wanted to hear <laughs> um exactly like to the world um yeah. I, I, thinking about uh, uh this episode uh, last week I, I was thinking about uh, what we were uh, going to say and the question that i wanted to ask you because um i i already know you pretty well so i, I wanted to go in a different direction to bring something new to the conversation and i don't know why but i had this this uh sentence in my head this phrase were that goes i am exactly where i am supposed to be uh all week long when i was thinking about this episode and so i, I asked the question because earlier in the in the conversation you said that you wanted to paint more and sell more of your art but you being in school for me is exactly the place where you need to be or where you are supposed to be because uh, all your creative process all your ideas all the the creativity and the new stuff the new way of seeing things and creating things that you can bring and teach to to young kids um can make a such a big change in their uh, mind and and the way they can see the world and 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 just school um is super 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 interesting to me and very very important so first of all thank you for that um the 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 second question that i had is uh i totally forgot what it was um but but it it will come back probably it was also about teaching but um it, it was something along the lines that can you see yourself um 
teach full time and 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 be happy with it uh, like not creating in the sense of being on socials and create and selling your paintings but just uh, would you be happy of just creating with the children in a school but in your way because i remember uh, just just a, a side thought i remember my art uh, teachers at in middle school uh, after high school we well, I, in high school we didn't have any so it was only four years in middle school and they are they were all really really bad teachers uh they were boring they 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 were not teaching anything it was basically oh this week you will have to draw this so do it and and it it was not interesting for us they were probably bored uh but i i know that you bring something new to the game and and to this um teaching session that you have with the kids so would you see yourself do that full time in in the near future um yes and no i would love to find a balance because um for me the creative output is something that I can still do, but then I bring to the sessions anyway, because if mm-hmm. there is something nerdy, like the Hogwarts thing, like the Dalek, I can bring those projects into school and show them pictures. And then I've got their attention. It's like, I am actually on the ground making things as well as you, rather than just trying to teach them without having anything to show as well at the same time. But I would like to do, like I've always, like I've said a couple of times recently, my dream would be to have like a place, um, like a studio, space, floor, shop, warehouse, whatever. Compound. And yeah, so like <laughs> something, something, something you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I know that. I know a place big enough in Germany that could well <laughs> would have to ask here, yeah, but anyway. Uh sorry. Keep on. Yeah. So something like that that I could have like kids come to me to to workshop and just try different things. So it could be like a bit of pyrography, a bit of wood turning, a bit of woodwork, painting, literally anything that I've got very basic skills. I'm not I'm not a woodworker. I'm not any of those things. But like just showing them basic skills and show and like get people in. So people that are doing those things and just show yeah. them the different, you know, occupations that you can get from pursuing art or a creative you know anything like that so that that is the plan um i haven't got any money but just to have like a space where the kids could come to me like nine to five and then i could still go out and and do the youth clubs or the after school clubs and still have a place running that the the, you know would just be like a nice creative hub uh space um for everyone to come and and just geek out really nerd out and and paint things and make things and and just show them all of these different um, jobs that they could have or opportunities that they might not be getting if they're just in school, in class, just in art. I have a question regarding that. Because like you and Red have a little moment there when it comes to like the the teaching. Both of you were talking about like teaching those two kids coming by. Is it like? Is there no thrive to teach something like that to adults or grown-ups? Are you just like using kids as like someone? That's, it would be nice because um, I wouldn't say influence at a young age, but to open them up at a young age for creativity and stuff like that. Or is there some deeper thought behind it that you just don't say it's like, yeah, I don't have any interest in teaching adults doing that. Um. 
Yeah, I, I, I would. But I think it's that imposter syndrome as well. It's like one thing with the kids and showing them all of the different opportunities and the different things that I can do that I can teach them or, you know, start their journey. But then with an adult, it's like, oh, you're also an adult. So you should. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I, I do it's something because I, I do want to do more um, how to tutorials and stuff like that for painting uh-huh. on, because on, on Instagram. Yeah, because to throw that in in the in the beginning, I watched so many kids tutorials on stuff, because I couldn't find anything for adults for like certain groups. Like uh, I always sucked at drawing, so I never did drawing. And if you look at drawing tutorials, ninety percent of them are just towards kids. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. going through that and going like, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm five year olds again, but. Thank you for teaching me how to draw that line. <laughs> so this is what the thought behind this is. Um, and, and I know because I have a lot of friends that are teachers that always talk about the child perspective and about the, how they want to influence children and how to teach them and at a young age. And I always think about this it's like, okay, I'm just going to go with that. But like, tell me more. It's like, oh, he's interested in kids. No, I'm not. I'm interested in actually the stuff he wanted to teach. <laughs> I think for, from from a um, teacher point of view, um, so to speak, yeah. um, um, it, it's not the same thing. When you teach to children and when you teach to adults, the 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 angle has to be different for one very simple reason is that the kids has no preconceived ideas about anything. They will just um, listen to you. They will agree with you. They will not question anything. They will not doubt you or doubt themselves. Uh, They will just learn and apply and do and make and create and, and whatever. Yeah. When it comes to, the, to, to an adult, uh, I totally understand what, what Sof was saying about, yeah, but my, if my student is an adult too, I can have this imposter syndrome. Yeah, uh, of course you do at first. Then you, you, you gain confidence and, and you get used to doing it. You just have to remind yourself once in a while that if you are teaching something to an adult, uh, you are, again, sorry, but exactly where you're supposed to be you are you're here for a reason you are the teacher and and you know more than them about what you are teaching so you you are not stealing uh, anything you're not stealing their money you're not stealing their time you are legit in in your teaching thing but you know that they will doubt you you know that they will question what you are saying. Uh, and it's it's sometimes a good thing because it, it can also be an exchange of ideas. And, and we do that with Ras uh, uh, pretty often. Uh, yeah, I, I explain something and he asks me a question and, and, and we go back and forth. And, and it builds up the conversation and we are both growing and learning stuff. So it's a nice exchange. When it's in, in school or in uni, um, it's a little bit different because they come to the classroom with the preconceived idea that the teacher is a dick, basically. He is he's here to just annoy you, give you a bad grade, and no, it's not. So one, one thing that I had to do every single year when I was teaching in college, the very first class or the second one oh, was college, to explain yeah. the teacher, mm-hmm. the, the, sorry, the, the, to explain the students 
I am not your enemy. I am not here to mess with you. I am not here to give you a bad grade. I'm here to teach you stuff. As long as you are okay with that idea and that you are keeping it closed during the class and not annoying anyone trying to study, you will be good. Don't worry. So the teaching with children is just, just, I'm not going to say easier. It's not because they are full of energy and they are moving all around and they are talking, which is great to see uh, because teaching to adults can be super boring. Um, but it can also be so great. I remember this uh, student that I had in Japan that was 93 years old and she oh, was wow. wanting to, to learn French from the beginning, which is insane to me. See, yeah. it, I, I don't see myself at 93 going to any any kind of school wanting to learn something as difficult as French. So I was super not only happy but surprised and amazed by a will to just learn stuff and you can you can find that into kids and into adults uh, it, it doesn't really matter but the way you approach the teaching is is really different um, I know personally that I am not good at teaching to children um, like eight hours a day all day every day um, that's not just my thing because the angle that I'm 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 at ease with uh, when it comes to teaching is more towards uh, adults or young adults, because I'm used to that more than teaching to young children. Okay. Uh, but the spark in their eyes when they understand something, when they create something, because you just explain them to 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 explain them something new. I got that with my kid. Uh, it, it can be as simple as as, as a video game, uh, as as uh, uh, lighting a, a match or tying your shoes or that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and it's really, really rewarding. So I, I'm, I'm really happy that you are doing that so if, uh, because I, I know the value of it. And from their point of view, I remember the children, the, the teacher that I had when I was in kindergarten because they were nice. They were they were kind to us. They made us draw stuff and play with Play-Doh or things like that. And there is so many teachers that I've forgotten along the way because the class was just freaking boring. I, I, I probably learned stuff, but I don't remember the stuff consciously or the teacher because it was just like another class there is nothing to make it different than mm. than other so i bet whatever i have in in my bank account that these children that you are teaching uh right now will remember you in 20 years 30 years because they they i'm sure they have a great time and they will see the world differently because of what you are doing right now well yeah. i applause you guys for it because uh, i i'm i'm i i would be more scared teaching children than I would be uh, teaching adults because if an adult questions you or gives you shit especially like taking the YouTube example mm -hmm. you could just take it off it's like yeah he's having a bad day children always tell the truth and how they feel yeah. <laughs> it's like, they give you shit they mean it <laughs> like, yeah. that's hitting harder than anything else if, if like if a five year old comes up to me he's like you suck <laughs> I would go like but it, it's well, also I so guess, fresh I guess I suck <laughs> <laughs> Before you so, well, you suck. It's like yo, well, you probably have just a bad day. A children, yeah. Like, oh, a child is just like going like you suck. It's a, 
I have to reconsider my life choices. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, they, they can also come to you and say, I don't like you. But 30 minutes later, they will hug you and say, I love you because you just show them something or you're just being kind with them. So they are they are in the moment. They are just like, their life is now. It's not tomorrow, next month, or in 20 years' time. Their life is now. That's, that's the only thing they know when they're really young. So... Our job as a teacher is just to give them a good now and and equip them with knowledge and creativity and dreams and hope for the future because they we all know they are pretty fucked already because the world situation that our parents and left us so we have to just give them whatever we can give them uh, and hope for the best. You remember this quote probably in Doctor Who? That there, there was an episode of a Christmas special. Wow, that's the second time I, I quote Doctor Who in, in, in an episode. Uh, two in a row. Uh, Christmas special episode. Um, uh, the father pilot was uh, dead and the mother was taking care of two children and, and she was kind of rough to them and so the doctor says why why are you so tough to your children you don't want them to be happy uh, and the mother said something around the line that I don't see the, the point of them being happy if they are going to be sad later and so the doctor answer that's the point it's it, they are going to be sad later so they have to be happy now mm. or something like it so yeah my my the, the CI uh, the way I see teaching to kids and then I'm going to stop because when it comes to teaching, I can talk a lot. Um, we know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's my life, basically. So I'm, I'm going to shut up after that. Um, yeah, just just do your best for, for the kids. And, and as long as you can, I'm not talking to you, Soph, especially like to anyone else uh, listening, to everyone listening. If you have the opportunity to teach someone to, to something to a kid, whatever it is, do it candidly, openly, frankly, and simply. And they will it 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 doesn't come with a reward right right away, but it's so rewarding uh when you see the kids being able to do what you taught on their own by themselves um later. I mean so. if you want to change the world, you you need to start with the kids. Absolutely. Teaching your grandparents new habits is first off difficult, second yeah. impossible, and third they will die soon. Yeah. So the impact is minimal. Yeah. Like, but if you can change a kid and a kid's habit and the kid's view of things, then suddenly there's a whole generation with a life coming up with yeah. the ability to do something different. Well um, but if I can rewind a little bit uh, to the whole art teacher thing, okay. I'm suddenly realizing that school maybe at least elementary school primary school shouldn't have art class they should have creativity class yeah and and that's exactly what i'm trying to to bring like even though we talk about teacher and that's what they will see me as but i try and go in as as a tutor rather than a teacher um because they have they already have this preconception that teachers are art teachers you know i'm not good at drawing so therefore i'm not good at art full yeah. stop and then I've lost them. So if I'm going in as a tutor and I say, don't call me miss, call me Soph. Um, and I'm very like on a chill level with them. And it was all kind of laid back. And then I will just get them to make what they want to make. So I'll have 
the base materials, whether it's a spoon, a bird feeder, robots, anything like that. I'll have a baseline project, but I will let them do whatever they want to. So if they want to take it in a completely different direction, they can, because I'm not there to stop them because I want it to be opposite to art class. And I'm not there to say, right, this is a level C or this is a level A. I'm not there to grade them. I'm not there to to put them in any boxes. They can have creative freedom of whatever they want to do. Just um, unlock their potential to be yeah, cliche, exactly. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, that's what I love so much, going back to Jan about the adult thing. I think you get a certain feeling when you work with the kids and you get you you kind of get their imagination rubs off on you a little bit and just their childlike wonder about the whole universe and they're like you know i don't want to build a robot with that i'm going to make a turtle instead or just something completely random and and a robot yeah turtle robot or you know robot with wings or anything like that (laughs) it'll just go off in so many different directions and they're like oh i want to do this and i'm like well don't ask me just do it just you know use the glue gun use the gloves and just carry on and i just i love that part of it where obviously adults we've been around in the world a bit and we've lost that a little bit so hopefully by working with kids i get to bring that into my work and and just get that that feeling a bit more um because it is infectious really and just seeing you know it is that smile or that spark that they think they can do something or they've they've learned something or a lot of them haven't used glue guns before so it's just showing them that and then all of a sudden they want to glue everything and pick the glue off everything (laughs) and then there's pom-poms flying through the air and it's like what have i started now (laughs) a revolution of kids and art armed with glue guns Glue guns can be dangerous, especially into right hands. No gloves, no glue. That is my yeah. That is my yeah. tagline. <laughs> but I, I I really admire what you're doing with the kids and your clear enthusiasm for it, yeah. because we the world needs more people like you. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, yeah, I really hope I, you get your dream up. Thank you. Is is I I really do want to push it and. I know I said, but started the whole thing saying um, this podcast saying I was shattered. I had enough of kids, but but it is it's just, it's kind of it's getting back into the routine because I had majority of two years where I was alone working in my workshop and kind of going in all in on the painting and and just being really shut off from the world and then going back to seeing these kids and to see the effect it's had on them as well because they couldn't go to school they couldn't they couldn't do all of these different things so a lot of the kids are a lot more shy than probably they would be if we didn't have it and and it's trying to coax them a little bit out of their shell and creativity and and art is a brilliant way to do that and and just bring them you know bring the imaginations to life a bit more that's that's that triggered the thing I, I thought I had a bit earlier and then forgot because I'm still me, uh, and it's, it's the whole thing of you're taking one of these kids that have a lot of preconceived notions about who they are told they are, yeah. like oh I can't draw so I'm not I, I can't yeah. do art, and you just show them yeah but that's one tiny thing. Yeah, exactly. And you can still learn to be good at that, but there's a whole other world of creativity that you are denying yourself just because you decided or a teacher told you you can't. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah and it's it's a bit frustrating to see that a lot of the schools are doing the same sort of projects that I was doing in school but I know they are restricted in what they can do it's not the teacher's fault it's absolutely no one's fault but I want to just bring that extra opportunity to them through the after school clubs that I do they'll just give them a bit more of a a bigger map then to follow and just a couple of different directions that they can pursue if they want to they might you know, they might not even want to do anything, but like a couple of the projects we've worked on, there was one really cool, um, not so much my thing, but the same council thing that we work on. They were making um, these benches and they had sol- solar panels on the roof and they built oh. it so you could go out and charge your phone and sit on this bench. And it was in a local area, but a lot of the kids in a couple of different clubs, they were working on that. And a lot of them saying, I'm definitely going to pursue carpentry now after doing this project where they had never picked up a drill, never used mm. a bandsaw in their lives, but now they want to pursue it as a career after a couple of weeks. And that yeah. might not stick. I'm not saying that might not come to anything, but it's just that one road that they didn't think of before. It, it opens possibilities for them. They're suddenly yeah. realizing that, oh, like, uh, I guess that's maybe sort of what ended up being part of the problem with pushing everybody into uni and academia and all of that, and then having a shortage of tradies. Uh, and then you grow up in a family that's only theoretical people and desk workers. Yeah. And then you grow up as a kid. I, I know this myself. Like you grow up as a kid, don't not, don't even realizing there are other jobs you can do. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, sort of exactly. noticing that everything around you is made by someone. No, to just yeah. taking something they know and put it um, close to something they are not familiar with. To expose them. Yeah. Mm. Oh. At Mega Central last time, my kid was with me, and he made a wooden robot with Sophie and and with a glue gun. And after that, he came back home and kept on making stuff with cardboard and scissors and and plastic. And he built two cars with small electric motors. And then he picked up my leather working tools and started working alone just next to me. So I, I, I think that um, what Sof and other people are doing with kids is just lightening the spark, the creativity uh, that they ignored, didn't know that they have in themselves. And, and and the fire is gonna grow um, with the years, and 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 I hope the possibilities are um, um, offered to them to keep nourish this fire. And also, if you are a teacher and you are saying you can't or you want to a student, you're just a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. say you don't. Don't don't take the glue gun without glove. You're gonna burden yourself. That's okay. But oh, you can't do that, or you will never do that. No, that no. frustrates me more than anything because That's a lot okay. of the kids, a lot of the kids that I have gone into to school with, they they say and and some of the te- it's not all. I don't want to put all of the teachers, but a couple of them have said, Miss Roberts then say said. I wasn't good at art, so I can't take it for GCSE or I can't pursue this as an A-level. She said I couldn't. So I'm thinking, well, there's a whole career gone, like an opportunity gone for that that kid then because one art teacher has decided that they won't be able to go into the class and meet all of these crazy, 
I don't know how you can mark art and, and, and judge really, but just because she's decided she didn't want to or she shouldn't. Or yeah. Then it's the not only about, about or art. something else instead. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it can go. There's this, this video rolling on the internet at the moment about Steve Harvey. I don't know if you know the guy. It's a famous TV host in, in the US. Uh, yeah. Very famous. The third family uh, host. Uh, black man with a mustache. Very funny. Uh, and he's thing, telling this story about his teacher well, when he was a kid. He had he had a, a, a severe stuttering problem. Uh, yeah. And the teacher asked them to, wrote on a piece, to write on a piece of paper uh, what what they will do when they will be adults and and he wrote I'm gonna be on TV and so she asked him to come to uh, to the board and to uh, talk about his dream and and she did that to humiliate him because she said, you will never do that you will never be on TV you, because you no no one in your family is on TV no one in your school in your family in your neighborhood is on TV so you will never and he didn't give up on his dream and he's is the most famous TV host in the US right now so as a revenge he's sending her a flat screen TV for uh, Christmas every year which I, I found <laughs> Brilliant! Absolutely, like that, that's how. Yeah, revenge is sweet, but that's how you kill a dream when you are saying yeah. to a kid, "You will never," or "You can't." Why taking that realm of possibilities away from from that kid? And I mean, that, who are you to judge that someone can't do something? Yeah. And how many of us in the maker community then have done GCSE? art design technology and then gcse university college and then profession no. all of the same thing and ended up in the maker community then yeah. there are very few people that have done like i i did in a roundabout way but what i'm doing now is completely different to what i did in like it's not stop motion really it's not model making or it's nothing that i was doing in in school so a lot of people have different careers that they've you know been yeah. pursued and then still find the love of making on the site and then that's when people decide obviously to go back to the question that they decide oh I actually want to pursue this now as, as a career and, and move away from or, my normal nine to five and the boringness and, and do this do this instead. And tell a big man to stick it because they were told they yeah. never could do it and they're just doing it as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's true. Um, I, I have to agree that that uh, success is the best form of revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, um, and it's basic, uh, um, how do you call it, psychology? 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 Psychology. Psychology. Yeah. Um, it's um, the most hated sentence I know is, well, the problem is. <laughs> yeah. That, that is driving me insane because it's just like there are challenges, everything, but telling me like what's not possible in the beginning is ever mm -hmm. since, and that is something that goes back to the school where mm -hmm. I was told it's like, well, you can't that because the problem is dot 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 and then you get like a hundred reasons why you can't do it instead of like yeah. well if you really want to do it there's some stuff you can try yeah or here's a challenge you might need to overcome on the way oh of course like nobody has problem with a challenge but be being told that you're not able to do something it's just something that always pissed me off which kind of helped yeah. me in my 
psychology because I'm a freaking rebel when it comes to that. And it's just like, yeah, I show you. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my like, what, what, watch me. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, th this is just something that is. I would say I'm not sure it's a European thing, but a typical German thing. Is because they're also specialized and looking for speciality that they don't allow you to have freedom in other ways. Mm. Oh, it's I, I believe it's uh, it's everywhere the same problem. I mean, the, all the places I, I've lived in, like mainly France and Japan, of course, uh, you are supposed to be good at one thing and one thing only. Yeah, especially in Japan, where you have to have to do your apprenticeship for like ten years, and then. You're a professional. It's the same thing in France. I mean, uh, you are good at your job, not because you're good at your job, but because you're doing the same fucking job for the past 25 years. So you are supposed to be good at your job, even though you can be really shitty at it. You've been doing it for so long that you are recognized by the people as a professional. But it's like the old saying goes, like jack of all trade. You can do a lot of stuff and be really good at it and not being a professional at only one so i totally support of being an artist a painter a creator a teacher a tutor and everything she wants to be because that's where she needs to be thank yeah. you red but isn't, isn't that the nice thing about it it's just like we all are told things that we can't do or we were told things that we can do and we come back with a vengeance just to prove Absolutely. it wrong yeah. oh yeah Best feeling yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, I and not even of... just showing it in their face, just putting it next to them so they can't really ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think something a lot of makers have in common. Mm. Yeah, no, you're that right. freedom, that uh, that distraction of your day-to-day -day job uh, to drive you back in that when you were young and you wanted to do, you weren't able to because people told you to. Yeah. So what's your what's the next step for you? Because uh, as Raz said, uh, you and also me created our own business at the worst possible time in history. Yeah, well done, Raz. Well done. <laughs> Great minds. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're, we've been trying to develop it for the past like year and a half, two years. Um, yeah. What will be the next step for you? What are you going to work on more to try to improve your business, the business side of it, of your activity? Or just get closer to your dream. For that yeah, matter. also, yeah, yeah, also that. Yeah, so it, it definitely be pursuing more of the, the model making and painting hybrid art escapes thing um, and doing a bit more of that so I can actually talk about it and show things that I've already done rather than just have no nothing to show other, other than the up piece. Um, because I think that's the problem at the moment. I'm trying to explain it to people and they're like, oh, well, have you got any examples? And I'm like... Mm, haven't done that yet but i will get around to it um but yeah it would be moving into a bit more of that i'd love to do sell prints of my work so like actually try and like some of the paintings and my own sort of style of of paintings very much similar to like the marvel sketchbook challenge i've been doing mm -hmm. so some nerdy stuff and and just yeah a, a different style of painting but get prints of them so at least that's a a smaller um, amount i can like lower cost than option i can offer people when if they want to buy stuff from me rather than just all big pieces and big commitments 
missions all of the time um and then i can really focus on on doing the the bigger pieces like the, the model making stuff and, and selling those for for more money mm-hmm. and still have the prints and, and the schools running alongside it really and just try to find a bit better balance because we're in the pandemic i was taking on all of these commissions and they really only like started running over i'm still i've got one left to finish and then that's that's me done for my current commission backlog um but yeah actually take on and do more stuff that i like to do that's gonna be like another freedom, the, the freedom right yeah yeah and i think i need to a little bit for to be really selfish and and you know they might not be it might not work this 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 direction i'm going in but i've got to try because otherwise it'll just be that nagging thing at the back of my head that you should have gone for it then yeah um at, at that point otherwise you know it'll yeah so that that's the that's the current plan say no to commissions for now even if it's just for a year or take a a lower amount on per you and just plan it a bit better rather than panic running around to prep for the schools the care work the youth work and then not having any time to to paint that's not the stuff i want to do that it's just literally everyone else's ideas mm-hmm. something so nice cool. be selfish this is my is my is my plan for the next thing yeah it's it's, it's good it's good to plan you have to be selfish from so, time to time so, sounds like something to focus on huh yeah. <laughs> priorities <laughs> so what what is your focus or should one of us start while you scramble to find something No, uh, I have one. I want to start. Yeah. Please. No, yeah? no, no, okay. no, 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 me, me. No, that's I know me. he's going to no, take it. He's, he's no, going to take it from me. me. He's going to take it from me. <laughs> okay, Red, you go ahead. Um, yeah, we've talked uh, talked a lot about kids um, during this episode. And um, also the kid was at uh, home this week because of COVID. Um, so there's, there's um, two things that I want to talk about. First, uh, all the people doing content on the internet for the kids i'm talking about people on instagram i'm talking about people on uh, youtube or any other uh, media platform whatever uh, tutorials uh, for them to learn how to draw how to build something how to uh, play with physics or even though the people doing uh, videos of themselves playing a video game just to entertain the kids Um, thank you to them because um, it's it's great for the kids to have content for them and them only, even though some of these people should swear less because it's for kids, but whatever. No, um, it's just creative language use. Yeah, they have to learn that as well, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the, the people focusing on the kids to create the, the good good content for them is is great because when a kid was like down with fever and couldn't do anything uh he he didn't want to watch movies that he has watched 10 times already so uh i put on youtube Uh, found a few guys doing tutorials, painting, drawings, um, making stuff in general, and also playing video game. And and he he boosted his moral, his, his spirit. So it was it was great. 
And then we talk about also teaching. Uh, and there is one guy that I discovered this week on TikTok. Um, I don't want to to mess up his name, but I think it's Tanaka Nihongo Dojo. The one uh, you sent me earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so the guy is, he, he is Japanese and he's doing short videos, pretty funny ones, very simple ones to teach people um, vocabulary in Japanese, uh, simple sentences, always by example. Uh, and, and the content is simple, really easy to understand. It's great. It's teaching, but it's not boring. It's not boring. It's not, he's not a boring teacher. He's a fun teacher. And so, yeah, all the people making content for kids and also all the people making contents to teach something to someone who's interested or not into the said thing. Uh, thank you and my focus of the week is then uh, Tanaka Nihongo Dojo I will put the links in the thingy as always nice so I'm gonna go next because yeah. I'm also talking about children or people that are young at heart because biological they're fucking old <laughs> no, my, my my focus is Steve. Uh, Steve from Moonjai Metalwork. He's actually well. By the time recording uh, today, it's his birthday. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, happy birthday Steve. Steve. Fuck you, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you. You're old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, happy happy birthday to him! Uh, great guy. Uh, now he's the same age as Jamie because it was also uh, Jamie, uh, the fucking bearded wizard. Uh, it was his birthday as well. Uh, happy birthday, ago. Jamie! It was happy birthday, Jamie! Yay. Yeah, uh, today afternoon on Sunday. Yeah. So by the time you listen to it, so go and insult those people because of their age, because they deserve it, both of them. The beard, the bearded bastard, and, and Steve. And the, and the hairy barman is that the one you're going for? <laughs> the hairy barman, same as Steve. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, my focus is on them for their birthdays this week. Good one. And to, to make it fair, uh, Phil of Eight Trades uh, also had his birthday day. Oh, before. holy, yeah, yo, oh my oh, God, yeah. I forgot again. He wrote oh, me, he's like, oh, almost the same birthday as me. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I didn't know. I'm going to save it. I saved it and I forgot. So, oh, no. yeah. I, so I, I remember to send him a message. I remembered. I feel pr- proud. I also had an alarm. I hope oh. I did as well. Uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Phil. You. Basically, happy birthday, everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You yeah. survived the pandemic and are now in a world war or something. Yeah. No, that's not funny. Never mind. My, <laughs> no, my, it's my, not. My focus. <laughs> uh, I, I have a. I, I wouldn't call it a guilty pressure, but I have been getting back into watching uh, no, a TV series. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, a Japanese reality TV series, because then I can pretend it's homework from Red, although it's yeah. not. Uh, no, it's not. But, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, but it's not. <laughs> it's Terrace House on Netflix. Yeah. And it's, it's some, I mean, it's, they know they're being filmed, but apart from that, there's no script at all. And it's really fascinating to see how, sort of how especially when it comes to japan and starting to learn more and more about it is how they transition from being really formal to each other to being really informal in how they speak and interact and the whole dynamic of just people interacting and being funny and 
on this season it's the weirdest bunch of people because you have the youngest girl there is trying to go professional in parkour wow the oh. second youngest girl or the middle aged girl she is uh, an actress and does drag racing wow and the oldest one quit her it job to pursue art and an illustrator career amazing nice. Yeah. Yeah, and th- th- so cool. this this is the the Tokyo series that started 20 that's 2019-2020. Uh and th- that's because I have been moving through the seasons and this is the next one for me. And being uh, a good Japanese show, they're all going to fail and it's best to just stick with the corporate design, right? Something like it. No, it's uh th- well it's it's a reality TV show. They will of course want to have interesting people on and a lot of the people who end up being on because it's such a popular tv show over there yeah i know they tend to do fairly well for themselves afterwards no, and always... have a lot of opportunities going on so i mean i know what you mean like there's also people who fail there's also people who show up and appear to be not bad people but just uh not pursuing not doing things the right way to get where they want to do and yeah. they get shit for that and then they come out and some article pop up a year later saying now he made it he learned from that experience hmm. yeah so there's a lot of which bad things nice, about the japanese work nice culture and positive and i'm, I'm yeah. just talking from like that <laughs> skeptical point of working for a Japanese company and knowing yeah. a lot about the culture that um, actually something being self or independent is being frowned upon like yeah. where the optimum or the the thing to be at in Japan is being employed being safe being secure yeah. so being, being self-employed being in every other like in any other country where you're going out and he says like well i made my own business everybody's gonna cheer for you in japan they're gonna look at you it's like oh so you failed at a company <laughs> yeah so i i mean um, so just what what the thoughts i'm coming from and the experience yes but that, i think that speaks more about how bad in general the corporate system in japan is yes mm-hmm. but send the, me the links are, i want to watch they that. have they still have the hopes and dreams that has not yet been crushed and it, I find it uh, really endearing to watch them, especially when they try to flirt and they are really awkward. That's really fun. <laughs> yes, always, always. <laughs> give, give me the link. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, like every now and again, you end up with this power couple that are just the cutest ever. And it's it's really hard for me. And I'm sitting here giggling to myself. <laughs> nice. But yes. Uh, on Netflix, House, right? Nice. Terrace House on Netflix. Any, any season pretty much will probably be good. Fantastic. Cool. Awesome. So, yeah, talking of people kind of pursuing what they want to do a bit more and just go out there, um, someone that's been, like, really supportive of of me and my work, but she's amazing, um, is Andrea, and she's just opened her small shop, and um, it's called, I'm going to get this wrong, Zatara Crafts. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but yeah, she's. Um, I think she likened it to a a Pokemon evolution where she was one thing now, and she's she's gone into doing something else. So um, really talented woodworker, um, just an amazing person, and um, yeah, she inspires me all of the time because she's got a wicked sense of humor as well. But um, it'll be amazing to see her do well and and do more of her own projects, and and yeah, she's she's fantastic. So, Andrea is a Tara Crafts. 
I'm yeah, I'm sure I've got that right. <laughs> we'll cool. definitely check it S- out. S- send me a link on it, and I'll get it into the thing. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Thank you very much. So, where can people find you if they want to look at all of your pretty drawings and sketches and? Uh, I hang out on Instagram at the moment, even though it's kind of Instagram hates us all at the moment. I do hang out mainly on Instagram, um, make it underscore soph, and um, on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all the same thing. Not YouTube, but maybe soon. Hopefully Ish. soon. Hopefully, Hopefully yeah. soon, yeah. Love to have we'll you see. there. <laughs> Back there, yeah. It's a comeback. There's a comeback waiting to happen. Yeah. Wonderful. And if you want to find us collectively, you could reach out as two thirds focused if you spell it out in all of the mostly social looking thingies. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsme.no. And we soon have more blacksmithing classes coming in Oslo. And you can find me at theredsmith.com or redsmith or theredsmith on all the social media places, usual thingy. Thanks. <laughs> Thingy, my bobs. Thingy, my bobs. Wibbly, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimeys. <laughs> <laughs> not and not in on all the social medias. That's it. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, and if you like what you're hearing and you want to support us in any way, we have Patreon. Oh, yes, we do as well. Yeah. Thank you, Saf, yeah. for no, being here. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much us. for being here. No, yes, thank, thank you guys for listening to me waffle on and go on many tangents. You, you can't say that. They trademarked it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do that, that well yeah. anymore. The bearded That's such bastard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to get in trouble with the bearded bastard and Andy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>